Episode 46, Dark Gifts, Part 2. Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM for Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten Podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Vetrion, Kaya as Lillison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Deer. You can catch the horror live every Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rcurseofstrahd, or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com slash c slash rcurseofstrahd. You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm slash twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now, let's get right to Ravenloft. And welcome back, everyone. Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. Let's dive right back in. So, as the horde of your party has streamed into this room, smashing forth from the chests, you see the half dozen, now you see vampire spawn of different races and appearances lurching forth at once, blindsiding you as they lash toward you. One of them, the tiefling, lashes out toward Lillison, but as it does, I will need everyone to roll initiative. Uh, you are all technically surprised, but... 15. 14? 9. Alright. So we start with Amity. Amity's no longer surprised. Kiva. Kiva's no longer surprised. Same for Ez. And Lillison and Erythrondir. And now for our friends, the Vampire Spawn. The barefooted tiefling wearing the tattered black robe turns toward Lillison eyes dark, and whispers, sorry about this, and lashes toward you with long, sharpened claws you hadn't noticed before. And that's going to be a claw attack. All right. Disadvantage because they're in sunlight because of the sun sword. And taking 20 points of damage each of them from the sun sword. So let me mark that off, actually, as they wince and grunt part of their flesh burning away. The sun sword is not a very happy friend to vampires. Yay! So, as it does, it's lashing out toward Lillison, making attack with its unarmed strike with its claws. Let's see how that does. With disadvantage, that is a 16 to hit. Ooh, that is going to be a shield reaction, because I get my reaction now, because my turn has passed. Okay, beautiful. It, blo it uh, blocks off the air in front of you, the claws sliding against the green swirling runes, the vampire snarls grimacing and then swirling toward Kiva uh, past her toward Casimir and then Rahadin, eyes widening uh, but shaking its head it will go toward Casimir oh maybe Rahadin can tell them to like fuck off <laughs> that's, that's, that's the plan <laughs> That is a nine, slashing wide away, snarling and rearing back, keeping a one hand in front of its eyes from the sunlight. Turn turn the blasted thing off! Turn it off! You hear behind it uh, the rumbling half-orc with the burn scars rising across its face. It will be done. Uh, leaping forward, wearing a massive fist back and tearing across Kiva's front with the claws. Uh, let's see if this hits. 
That is a 10, which I presume misses. Nope. Nice try. A 20. Okay. I got too cocky. <laughs> Kiva couldn't have right. raged, right? Since her turn. No? Uh, okay. No, not you did not get an action on your turn. You afraid. don't okay, have that cool. feature yet. Ah, okay. Thank you. Okay. And with that, let me check something real quick on the map, actually. Interesting. Okay. Uh, it's going to uh, grab you and splice across your face with the claws dealing seven points of slashing damage. Okay. Uh, first attack missed. That's going to be the end of its turn. Uh, next up, the drow behind the three of you is going to lash out toward, let's say, Casimir. Who does not? Who does no shield? Let's see if this hits. Thirteen, uh, which misses. Natural one, stumbling back. The drow vampire spawn hisses, uh, squinting at the light as the sunlight bores holes in its flesh and robes. Right. Do you mind getting rid of that, please? And then behind him, uh, the female vampire spawn wearing a cloak uh, and wearing uh, rotted leather armor. Nothin says, maybe, but perhaps the other one's a bit easier to soften up and lashes toward Erthrandir. Oh boy. It's going to be a double attack with a claw. 16 to hit. No. 8 to hit. No. Stumbling back, snarling with the light of the sun and the in her eyes. The next one's going to leap forward uh, toward Amity. Laughing uh, maniacally. Oh, honey, won't you come home with me? And lashing out toward you, Amity, with the claws twice. That is an 11, which I presume misses. And a 10, which I presume misses. Slashing, slicing, Amity, each time you duck back as uh, this vampire hisses, snarling, squinting through the light, against the light of the sun sword. Uh, the final one, the blue dragonborn wearing the tattered vestments, pulls uh, itself up to his full height and rumbles, Fools. They cannot withstand forever. I see the master's chamberlain with them. Surrender now, or the devil's wrath will not be unabated. And he lashes forward uh, toward you, Erthrandir. Whee! Miss. And a 14, which misses. Yeah, he's, like, dodging left and right, letting the mage armor deflect the occasional blow. But there's something kind of wild in his eyes now. Oh, I'm sorry. Is the blinding light of the sun a bit too much for you now? Can't creep in the darkness anymore. Dragonborn snarls at you. Arrogance is unbecoming. No. You will bow to the master. Maybe, but not today. Alright, that is the end of their turn. Uh, Davian is no longer surprised, taken through the order. And that is the end of round one. Amity, you are up. Uh, uh, you've got two vampire spawn, one on either side of you. Unless Metreon was up. You skipped Metreon. Yeah. Uh, you were surprised. Oh, surprise, right. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yep. That was round one. 
Amity, you have your first actual turn. What are you doing? Um, oh god. I'm in the middle of so many vampire spawn right now. Yep. Um, it's a lot. What are you doing? Yeah, it's kind of a lot. Um, Amity is going to start things off uh, by casting Shatter on the two coming up behind Aerthrendir. All right. I think Give us a only spirit two vortex. can fit in this one. Yeah. Uh, and that is going to be con saves from each. But I think vampires are made of organic matter, so don't have disadvantage. That is correct. That is a 20 and a 4. Uh, so the female with the cloak succeeds, but the dragonborn caught off balance for a moment fails. Okay, uh, still the worst damage roll in history. So 11 to the fail and 5 to the successor. Um, but I, I assume that at least the three wooden boxes caught in the range are harmed. Yes, I mean, they were already kind of blasted to smithereens by the vampires exploding out of them, but they're produced even to further splinters as they do. The uh, blue dragonborn pushed back, snarling. The female vampire pulling her lips back, then snarling with a searing hiss toward you, Earthrender. You see the white fangs biting down over the lips as her eyes fixate deep into yours. All right, is that Amity's turn? The smile. <laughs> uh, that will be Amity's turn indeed. All right, Kiva, you're up. Uh, all right, she's going to bonus action rage and then uh, attack. She's sort of like diagonally between two vampires in melee range. Um, the drow and the dragonborn, it looks like, or the half-orc? Uh, that's a half-orc, yep. Okay, yeah, so she's going to make one attack at the half-orc recklessly and then one attack at the drow recklessly. All right, before you do, give us that wild surge. have to make sure I actually click the rage thing so that it gives me my damage. Yep. Seven. Okay. I feel, okay. I don't remember seven, so that might be interesting. Let's see what we got. Ooh, okay. Um. So these, the vines and sort of thorny black tendrils sprout up from the ground um, and surround me, turning 10 feet of space around me into difficult terrain. Okay, very good. I'll mark that off. Awesome. Uh, and now I'm going to make my attackers. Go for it. So that's 27 for the half work. That'll hit. Roll some damage. Uh, and then I get another D8 because he's undead. Is it 1D8 or 2D8? Just remind me. Uh, it's 2, I think. Hold on. Oh, no, you're right. It's 1D8. It's 1D8. You're right. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was thinking uh, of a divine sight. Five, so that's 13 for the half-orc and then for the drow. Twenty-eight, that's a crit! Crit, baby, all right, roll some damage. Twelve points of damage plus... Five is 17 for the drow. He screams in a terrible, shrill voice. Shit, it's burning! Get it off me! And you watch as the radiance continues to eat away at his uh, undead uh, purplish-black flesh. He was just smiling, and that's her turn. All right, uh, it is Esmeralda's turn. And she rolls toward uh, the kind of uh, red wizard-robed one beside her in Amity. 
You talk awfully confidently for spawn that's about to be diced. I've dealt with plenty of you in my time. And beneath the light of the sun, you don't stand a chance. And she will slash toward her with her rapier and hand axe. First attack misses the vampire dodging back with a hiss. An 11, jabbing back as Merlda, growling in frustration, the vampire tosses her back and laughs. Ha! Couldn't hit me! Just keep trying, girly. Uh, Esmeralda snarls and pulls her hand axe away to chop it the side of the shoulder. At 11, missing again, uh, slicing just inches away from the side of the robes, the vampire spun throws her head back and laughs. It's not too late, little vampire hunter. Given now, take penance for the master for venturing into the dark places. Esmeralda shakes her head and shakes, spares a glance toward Amity and Kiva. I don't think so. All right, that is the end of Esmeralda's turn. Alolison, you're up. I believe the two vampires spawned to my north are, in fact, within five feet of each other. They are. I would like them both to make deck saves, please. You got it. Uh, that is a 10 for the half-orc and a 19 for the tiefling. All right, well, the tiefling is fine. But, ah, oh, okay. Well, the half-orc takes two acid damage. There's a hiss of red burbling acid across the half-orc, tiefling leaping back uh, with wide eyes, the orc just solemnly beating your gaze without even moving as the acid tears and bubbles against the side of his cheek. Lillison then uh, spares a glance over towards Ez and... Uh, her spicy little adversary and uh, then returns her attention to the two vampires next to her and without looking over again she just says as right shin as Molden nods and goes back to work uh, is that your turn? that is my turn Aerith you're up Aerith is laughing and it is cold and strange as he looks around at the three spawns surrounding him. I think I get it now. After all this damn time, I think I get it. Spent so long being scared, being running, watching you leap out of the shadows to put an end to us. But we're your equals now. We're... No. We are your betters. And that means you're going to end. Good night. And farewell. And Erythrindir is going to do something not often done by people who are not sorcerers, as he casts okay. Fireball centered on self. Okay. Not centered on self, but hitting <laughs> himself and the three other vampires. Drop it! Let's see what this looks like. This is spicy. Let me just uh, let me let me check something real quick. I need to I need to check something. <laughs> and that is thirty-seven uh, fire that? damage. Very good. Uh, let's see. Okay. And as the black flame circles him and the war so the war drums rise, and the flames lick around Erythrindir too, but he channels them around himself, pulling them into his own magic, and casts Absorb Elements. As, his, as the sword at his side begins to glow with swirling with his own black flame. 
All right, beautiful. The vampires scream, uh, two of them, as the scorching flames wreath around them. Uh, how much damage is that? Uh, 37. Okay, so the red-cloaked one and the dragonborn both succeed on their saves. The one wearing leather armor does not. So that's uh, going to be 19 damage to the uh, wizard one and the dragonborn one, and 37 to the leather uh, armored one. And nine to Erythrindir, who passed his save. And also some amount of psychic damage to Lillison, who screams and uh, flinches back from the fireball that is nowhere near hitting her. Oh boy. All right. That's his turn. He's had a good time. Okay. Uh, and with that, let me just check something real quick. Okay. Um, you watch as it, the flames spiral away. The front half of the western sarcophagus has begun to slag and melt slightly with the fire damage across it. The black wisp within darting about eagerly from side to side. Is that the end of your turn? Yep. All right, the vampires begin their turn, each one taking 20 points of damage from that beautiful radiance. The one before you wearing the leather armor actually screams as in the wake of the burning fires as she struggles to put it out. Uh, the radiance tears and burns away at her flesh, leaving her disintegrated into a pile of smoking ash. The one in the red wizard's robes snarls, hissing toward Kiva, and then toward Erythrindir. So you like it fiery, huh? I guess we can deal with that. The tiefling wincing as it takes 20 point. The half-orc just staring solemnly forward. And the drow doing its, his best to beat out all of the flames flickering across his robe and skin. And they each of them dive forward together, attacking again. Uh, that's going to be the half-orc against Lillison. Let's see what this does. That's a 20 to hit. Ooh. Uh, not going to bother with the shield this time. Hit me with it. Okay, it snatches up toward you, and then instead of carving across you, grapples you right around the throat, and then violently hauls you back. As it does, it's going to uh, pull you 15 feet away, uh, spending 10 feet of movement for Akiba's difficult terrain. Since he's out of my melee range, does he get an attack of opportunity for me? Uh, you, you, yes, you do. You get to take one. Yay! Twenty-three. Twenty-three hits. Roll some damage. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. He grunts with pain, snarling as he pulls you back, uh, but then launches forward and bites you directly on the shoulder, Lilson, as he uses his bite attack as you're grappling. Okay. Unfortunately, that's a nine to hit. That does not hit. Stumbling, the fangs going wide as he squints with his eyes from the blinding radiance of the sun sword. The tiefling snarling and turning toward Casimir. Missing with a nine and then hitting with a 20. Casimir yelps as the claws cut across his side and then grapple him as well. Uh, 
then Casimir is going to be pulled away from the rest of the group. Uh, Metron, if you're wielding a melee weapon, you can take an AOO. Uh, I didn't have one drawn, but I do have one. Can I just? Can I still uh, do it? If you don't have it drawn, then no, I'm afraid not. All right. All right. Uh, with that, the red one is going to attack Amity. That's a 15 to hit. That hits. All right. Uh, she will similarly grapple you, uh, pulling the uh, top of uh, your clothing and ensnaring with claws and then yanking you violently forward. All right. This is fun. You want to have some fun? Let's go. And she heaves you away. Uh, Airthunder, you can take an AOO if you'd like. Oh boy, would he? Or no, yeah. he's, uh, he's, he's so no, you're action. not wielding a melee weapon, right? So I, she's gonna I pull Emily all the way to the base of the stairs. Also, uh, the one that grappled Casimir, um, did that one come within five feet of me? Uh yes, it did. All right, I would like to stab him. By all means, stab away. That's a twenty-two to hit. Uh, 22 will hit. Give me some damage. Six damage. I'm not sure if I get anything on top of that. Uh, I don't know that you do. Uh, they're resistance, so it'll take only three damage. All right, cool. All right, uh, with that, the vampire will then bite Amity. Or attempt to. That is an eight to hit, which misses. Uh... Uh, pulling off to the side and attempting to bite onto you and Emmett, you had to throw up your hand, just blocking the uh, vampire's jaws from reaching to the side of your neck, but struggling back and forth in a combat of strength. The dragonborn more turning toward you, Arthrandir. It may be that we fall here, but we're not the only ones. The devil in Castle Ravenloft will come for you. He will. It may be wise to accept penance. No, I think instead I'll put your damn soul to rest so you stop talking nonsense. How about that? Then so be it! And he snarls toward you, lashing forth with claws. Alright, that's going to be an 8, which misses. And a 9. As he reaches for you, like he actually catches onto you with part of his claws, hooking one of the fingers around your, uh, your collar. And as you do, he pulls it back howling with pain as the radiance of the central sword actually burns the top part of his knuckle, burning away that part of the finger. That is the end of their turn. Uh, Davian is up. He's going to take a pot shot with his crossbow at the drow spawn. Unfortunately missing, uh, squinting through the haze of the light in the melee and his hand trembling very slightly, going wide over the top of the vampire's head. Uh, Casimir is up next. Eyes wide, he will... chant a word under his breath and vanish in a swirl of mist, uh, reappearing directly beside Kiva as he casts Misty Step. Uh, he will then raise a hand and lob a firebolt at the tiefling that had captured him. That's going to be 
Unfortunately, a low roll on the d20, smashing into the amber wall just over the tiefling's head and missing it. He snarls and uh, does his best to ready himself for another volley. Metreon, you're up. Okay. Um, hmm. Seeing Amity over there, uh, grappled, uh, looks at the, uh, the crazed vampire woman and uh, just out of pure instinct, uh, extends his hand. Uh, and when he clenches it, there's some of that uh, flickering white gold flame. Uh, and I need her to make a dex save. Come on. All right. Uh, this is which one? Uh, uh, this, is the, uh, this is the one in the wizard robe, right? Uh, it's grappling yeah, the one. Yep. All right. Wisdom save. Got it. Uh, dex or dexterity save. save. That is a natural one. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? Uh, so that's going to be seven points of radiant damage. All right. We're like ass on damage, people. I can't stand it. Uh, and that's my shrieks, doing this strange dance, a swirl of pain as these glittering motes of sacred light descend around her, burning away at the flesh. Uh, actually pulling, burning away at the lips sufficiently, you know, it's, her face takes on an almost skeletal visage, horrifying to behold as she snarls down toward Amity. Still pulling her up toward the stairs. Is that the end of your turn? Um, how badly does, how like how badly do these vampires look right now? Uh, they are all looking very rough. Okay. That uh, sunlight is chewing through them. Then yeah, that's my turn. Alright, very good. Ismark will take his go. Stepping up next to Kiva and uh, making some attacks against the Drow Vampire. Uh, swirling into the forms of the sword and slicing crosswise with a long sword and the sh short sword at the side. That's two hits with the long swords. Dealing 12. Uh, that's six points of slashing damage. Then uh, crossing beside and stabbing upward with a short sword. That's a 13 missing, unfortunately, as the vampire moving with supernatural speed blurs just away from it, chest heaving. Hey, what's it? You could hurt someone with that thing. All right, and that is the end of Ismark's turn. Irina will go next, taking out a crossbow and letting a bolt fly toward the drow vampire as well. That is a 21, which hits. Dealing two points of piercing damage, half to one. She curses as it clips past his ear and begins reloading quickly. All right, we're back at the top of the round. Amity, you're up. Cool. Uh, how wide is the sunlight aura? Is it covering all the vampire spawn right now? Yeah, it's, it's filling up the room. Great. Then Amity's just going to say to the one grappling her, serious question. Do you understand that you're burning to death in exchange for a drop of my blood? Is this what you want? I win by doing nothing. Like I know you used to be a person, and I'm embarrassed by your attempt at accomplishing something here. She's taking the dodge action. All I'm right, sure very she's good. Not casting vicious marker. Yeah, I was gonna hey, say that was a read. <laughs> <laughs> the vampire just snarls and bares her teeth in what looks like an almost smile. I like you. Don't worry. There's plenty darkness upstairs for the both of us. All right, that is the is that the end of your turn? 
yeah, that is the end of my turn. All right, Kiva, you're up. Heck yeah. So I'm going to make uh, this first attack at the drow. Go for it. Oh, that's not very good. It's a 14 to hit. A 14 unfortunately misses. He blurs, uh, blocking your blow by curling his clawed fingers through the air. All right. Um, well, since she missed on the first one, she's just going to use the second one to attack uh, him again. All right, go for it. 20. 20 will hit. That's eight. And then I am going to expend a spell slot to Divine Smite. Nice. So that's uh, 2d8. And then I get the extra 1d8 from Radiant. And you also get an extra 1d8 right. from the Sun Sword. Oh, from the Sun Sword, yep. So 48 total, I believe. Take 14 on top of that. Uh, 14 on top of that? Uh, all right, so you bring the Sun 14, Sword yeah. slamming down, and he screams as it chews through him, radiant light and flames bursting forth, and the white embers chewing through his body and leaving nothing but dust behind. That was really, really cool of me. All right, that's her turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's the end of your turn. Esmeralda is up. Uh, she's going to glance on both sides, see Lilithan, and lash toward her and the half-orc vampire with her rapier. It's a 23 to hit, dealing eight points of damage. The half vampire grunts the grip on Lilith and loosening just slightly as blood goes dribbling past the lips and Esmeralda whirls and attacks a second time. 20, that'll hit. Dealing 11 points of damage, sticking the vampire spawn right through the throat with the rapier and twisting. He goes down. Hard. Alright, she's gonna turn with a hand axe and slam toward the vampire spawn to her north. 16, which hits. Dealing five points of slashing damage. And that is the end of her turn. Lillison, you're up. All right. Lillison is going to glance over towards Ez and say, I am rather surprised that you didn't uh, follow up on the one who pricked your pride. Esmeralda shoots you a grin. Oh, please. I have a stronger ego than that. She smiles back and then uh, casually just waves her hand in the direction of the vampire spawn to Ez's north, uh, casting poison spray. Con save, please. Ooh. All right, rather happily. That is a five. That is Failure. 17 damage. Ooh. Jesus. That's a lot of damage. That is a good roll on 2d12. Uh, black veins bulging around the undead flesh. Shit, 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 shit! Alright, that is the end of uh, his round, or the, uh, his response to your attack. Is that the end of your turn? It You're is no not. Uh, Lilithan is going to casually shimmy over this way. Excuse me, Riding. 
All right. As you do, the uh, tiefling vampire turns toward you, eyes wide and burning, dripping a black ecker from the poison. You think you know what you're doing, but you can't. There's no beating him. You're all going to fall in the end. Wilson just looks over and says, Who said anybody was going to beat him? And then, uh, looks at Aerthrandir and looks at the, um, vampire spawn next to Aerthrandir and says, Upper right torso. Thank you. And, and that's the end of her turn. All right, Aerthrandir, you're up. Aerith will cheerfully takes that advice as he brings his sword down, less than like something elegant and more of a hammer blow with the familiar magic of the green flame blade cantrip mixing with the black still wisping around him from the fireball. So let's see if this hits. Eighteen? Eighteen will hit. Roll some damage. Radical. So that is sixteen total. Sixteen. You and slam. Six of that is slashing. All right, you bring it down, uh, crackling with green fire through the air, and slam it, carving down through the shoulder. As you watch it split gruesomely, he coughs, burbling dark blood. And as the flames begin to lick across his body like a like a corpse, he looks up at you with dead eyes, crumpling to his knees. You think yourselves so mighty. So once did we. What makes you think you can win? Nothing. But we beat you. <laughs> so you did. And he goes down, falling to the floor in a crumpled pile that slowly burns with the green flames. Is that the end of your turn? Yeah. He has the feeling everyone else has this in hand. All right. And so you do as the vamp two remaining vampires begin their turn. The tiefling begins backing away from Esmeralda, holding his hands up in a deflective blow. The red-robed uh, female wizard, snarling, bearing her fangs toward Amity, and then shrieks as the radiance of the sun sword flares, blazing like the radiance of a nova. No! No! Damn you! And her voice cuts off as she screams, shrieking, the tiefling holding his hands, swaying back and forth as the radiance of the light chews through them, burning them up alive and reducing them to piles of unseeing ash. And so ends the combat. Oh, Randy, I'm sorry. What are you sorry about? Uh, he gestures at your blue dress, which was, I assume wasn't magical and therefore set on fire when you set yourself on fire. <laughs> I, I was hoping Mage Armor would protect me from that. I would say Mage Armor does, in a sense. All right. I retract that. No, it's, it, it's still covered in soot. Yes, you're oh. going to have to get some dry cleaning done. Oh, I'm going to have to launder this, and I look terrible in black. Uh, you look fine in black. Everybody looks fine in black. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's black is a universal color. You know, that's fair. It just doesn't feel very elfin, you know? That being said, is everyone all right? Amity wipes the soot off 
her arms sadly. I'm completely unharmed, actually. They're deluded. Yeah. Kiva just uh, looks over at Ez and do we or is, does anyone else have holy water on them? Should we should we sprinkle some on the piles if we have it? Esmeralda shakes her head. Not to worry. Uh, they are vampires, not flame skulls. I do not believe they should rejuvenate. Not that they've been burned and consecrated by sunlight. Flame skull PTSD will be like. <laughs> you seem to be good though. Uh, love, you look like a pile of piss. And uh, uh, Metron slaps Kiva on the shoulder and gives her something. I just love the like vibe check cures that we pass back and forth. <laughs> uh, it's going to be three points of healing. Hey, it's great. While everybody is uh, checking up on each other, Lilson is sort of slowly making her way across the room, but she sees like all the soot marks on the ground from where the fireball was, and she just sort of self-consciously backs up against the edge of the room, probably the edge of the staircase, and sort of edges around the room instead of directly crossing that space. So we'll get out of here, right? I mean... There's, just, there's nothing in here. I mean, whatever was in here has clearly attacked us, so. Casimir holds up a hand hesitantly and then looks toward Kiva, licking his lips. Actually, um, I must say that this room seems much more richly appointed than the others that we found these. And he sweeps a hand across the room, sarcophagi in. Would you mind, uh, just in case, of course. these are what we're looking for? No, uh, she is very quickly just going to um, swipe her hand across the, the cuts from the vampire on the um, ungilded side of her face and just do her full lay on hands to give herself some beef back. All right, healing for how much? She's going to use the full 15, um, so she's going to bounce mm -hmm. herself back up. All right. And then... Um, since the West one was the one that got singed a little bit, right? Uh, that's right. She's going to go over to the East side and um, sort of like motion for Casimir to come up with her. Um, and then she'll put a hand on the, the thing, to, the sarcophagi to see if uh, it'll talk to her. All right, and as you do, you notice the wisp of shadow silently pushing, straining toward you, and as you make contact with that wisp of darkness, you hear a voice, hoarse and rasping echo in your mind, twisting with strange, aberrant resonances, speaking as if with many voices. I offer the dark gift of Zudun, the corpse star. Would you receive the power to raise the ancient dead? Kiva hesitates for a moment before looking over at Casimir. Hmm. 
out of... This might be a meta question, you can tell me to fuck off. Um, is there an alignment requirement for this one that I would need to know about? Nothing that Kiva is aware of. It, all she knows is that this thing just spoke to her and offered a dark gift. Okay, she's gonna do sort of like what she did with the last one and try to ask and see, like, what's the catch here? <laughs> there is a moment of pause and then the many voices return. There is, there is, there is. Only the gift that we offer. offer, offer. Would you have the ancient dead raised by your hand? See, Kiva was probably the wrong person to ask this because she does in fact have ancient dead that she would like to raise. Um, presuming the dark gift works outside of Barovia, that is. You don't know. Would she like to take it? These many <sighs> swirling, aberrant voices, coaxing, begging, offering. She looks she at like Casimir the ancient dead? and she takes it. Okay. As you do, as you do, I'm gonna regret this. <laughs> the others across the room watch as the wisp of darkness inside the sarcophagus seems to exhale very faintly, and a wisp of shadow extrudes from the point of contact, beginning to melt over Kiva's skin. Rippling shadows, like many folds of dark fabric, winking blinking like strange eyes running down over her flesh and as they do you watch in each place they touch the veil falling away leaving behind dark grayed rotted flesh bones and black veins her face reduced to a skeletal appearance and for a moment her eyes swirl with darkness I need you to make a charisma saving throw please ooh this is gonna be fun Twenty. You feel the darkness swirling across your skin begin to collect in your chest, somewhere in your stomach. You feel that small core of flickering fey light sear and burble beneath the weight of it as this ocean of dark, inky blackness seems threatens to cover over that core of who you are. And then you see her face, their faces, and you remember who you're doing this for. And grunting, gritting your teeth, you f draw on that fey power at the base of your very self of being. And your body shines for a moment with glimmering fey, green, purple, blue, yellow lights shifting and transfixing like the northern lights. And then they vanish, leaving only you. Your form reduced to its shriveled corpse-like state. As you look down, you see that one of your hands has begun to decay, the flesh pulling back to reveal tendons, rotted muscles and bones poking through. What but did you do? Inside, you feel like you. What the fuck did you just do? 
Kiva like puts her hands on her face and feels the like rotting. She looks at her hands and she just says, I'm getting my daughter back. Metreon, uh, by this point too, given how much time has elapsed, the Rahadin disguise sheds off into flakes and she just sees him there. Uh, his eyes are just getting bleary and uh, he's starting to step away from her. Uh, he can, she can definitely pick up the, the fear in his eyes. Uh, and he starts to draw his uh, his uh, rapier and with shaking hands starts to just still down like by his side but pointing the tip up towards her uh, just keeps looking at her now question yes she's still holding the sun sword and it's not like fucking her because she looks that way right nope she's not actually undead she just looks like a corpse I mean you don't feel any pain from the sunlight it feels as warm and cheery and welcoming as ever just the flesh of self you see beneath its light is unpleasant to look at. Kiva just like sends a little message to the Sun Sword, who is now her best friend, and is just like, we're gonna get Ava back. We're gonna get her back. And uh, does nothing. Doesn't say anything. Else. You feel sending back through the bond a slight bit of trepidation and small thrum of concern but then it vanishes, and you feel only that burning steel of will and defiance sinking yeah. with your own. Yeah, that's this is fucked. I'm really glad I did that. Actually, I'm I'm vibing with this hardcore. As Here, all of that. Yep. What's Lillison doing? As all of that is happening, Lillison has been edging towards the sarcophagus to the west and trying to just like stay as unobserved as possible with trembling fingers she reaches out for it okay uh i would presume that everyone's attention is focused on kiva right now yeah i erythrindir wasn't here so i think it's safe to say he was not looking at kiva else he would have said something <laughs> So I think he is probably paying attention elsewhere. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lillison, your fingers just brush ever so gently against the amber block behind you. And in that moment, you hear a voice whispering darkly into your mind. I offer the dark gift of the vampire, the immortality of undeath. Will you accept my gift? Lillison's lips barely move, and she barely articulates her response. There is another who has already offered a similar gift. Is this his or yours to offer? It is mine. Will you accept it?
Her eyes dart around. Um, she catches Erthrandir's gaze for a moment. And then she closes her eyes. And says, Yes. For anyone not watching, <laughs> there is nothing to be seen, nothing to be heard, nothing near the display that Kiva rendered. But for anyone watching the lesson, or perhaps out of the corner of their eye, there is a small, faint shimmer of darkness that wisps across her pale skin and then vanishes into the center of her chest. Uh, uh, Lillison, I'm sending you certain uh, details by private message right now. Excellent. Earth steps over to her, his eyes wide, just keeping contact, and lays his own hand on the stone. What are you? There's no response. It's silent. What did you do? Lillison lets her hand fall from the sarcophagus. She reaches out and touches Erthrindir's shoulder gently, and she gives him just a warm little smile. This one. This one is where he got his powers from. And I presume by the fact that I can't hear anything anymore, that is where also you got yours. I received nothing. Don't lie to me. Not again. Please. Her hand tightens a little bit on his shoulder. It offered me a gift. I have received nothing that I can tell. But you said yes. have mercy on us all. And he steps away. I don't want to die again. I would argue if you're becoming like him, that is exactly what you're going to do. I don't want you to die either. I know it hurt. I know there's things much worse than hurt, too. But if you can, if you still have the power, if the gift is not yet realized, please. Don't. Her 
Her smile just grows a little bit. What is Amity doing? Um, that's a great question. Uh, Amity's checking out the other sarcophagus, uh, which I think is not going to be useful, but let's see what it says. Uh, you lay a hand across the south sarcophagus, and the dark wisp of shadow within is silent and unmoving. You hear nothing. This one's empty. Either that or it doesn't care to talk. Mitron, who hasn't stopped looking at Kiva, uh, calls out to Casimir. I think you got. I think she's got your gift. Let's hope that they give out another. And Kiva could see just the mounting uh, disappointment in Metreon's face. Can going to touch it or not? He gives a start and quickly nods, stepping forward. He looks at Kiva in wonderment and swallows. This is it. What did it tell you? What did it offer? To bring back the ancient dead. I'm sorry, Casimir. I... I have a child. Yes, no, I... There's no need to apologize. I hope you find what you're looking for. As I hope I do. He eyes your undead visage for a moment, closes his eyes, takes a deep breath, and then exhales, and then steps forward and places his palm against a sarcophagus. But a moment passes a heartbeat before you see his lips silently whisper the word yes, tears faintly drifting down his cheeks. And as you watch that same veil of shadows whips out covering over his flesh cascading down his sides and leaving in its wake rot and decay and ancient bones the appearance the visage of the undead as he steps back his appearance reduced to a ghoulish undead appearance his voice only faintly trembling he says Right, right then. Then, I've got what I came for. And he turns toward the group of you and gets down onto his knees and bows deep to the floor. I cannot thank you enough for what you've helped me do. If you would have me, I would accompany you to Castle Ravenloft, to the crypts and catacombs beneath the castle, so that I can resurrect my sister. Kiva looks at Casimir for a moment and then pulls him into this, like, ridiculously tight hug. He grunts with surprise uh, and then wheezes faintly. Good to know uh, that I still breathe at least. And he looks down at his wrist where you can see kind of the tendons and uh, bones poking through. Well, that's new. I, I imagine there's some sort of illusionary magic I could learn. Yeah, no, see, we'll be fine. And since there's two of us now, uh, you know, 
we get back our family and uh, we'll be really good uh, Hollow's Eve decorations. <laughs> right. Good to know. She does give him a look, though, of, like, understanding and, like, sort of wordlessly saying, like, I get you and I feel you and I now understand what this meant to you. And uh, As you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As you do, he nods and meets your gaze directly and looking into his eyes, you search there for a moment in his irises for that wisp of darkness that you felt attempting to intrude into your own sense of being and thankfully see only Casimir staring out back at you. Gives you a nod and a small, shaky smile and says, turning back to the group, Right then, is there anything more that we need to do here? Metreon looks around the room and sees everyone at these sarcophagi and looks at Casimir and Kiva who both become rotted and decayed and then looks up at Esmeralda she's all yours now and Mitreon's going to climb up the steps and go out through the treasury that we came through uh, and as he does uh, he doesn't even look at the piles of gold or uh, Electrum or anything like that. He's just walking towards the exit. Erthrandir looks back at Lilithan one last time and sort of still letting her hold on to him said, I had thought about some things when we got out of here that once we were done, I would have liked to take some time and walk with you. There's beaches I wanted to show you, and the sun, cafes, parks, some booksellers I know. I I guess it was foolish of me to have dreams here. Good luck, if this is what you wanted. And I hope it is exactly what you wanted. Yes, he's saying this to Lillison. Or, I'm sorry, that... Lillison just watches him slowly and just slowly shakes her head. And she says, That does sound like a lovely dream for the people who can live to enjoy it. And he's joining Metreon. Okay, that's Metreon and Aerithrandir exiting the chamber. Davy and Irina and Ismark just looking around with just quiet looks of horror, discomfort, like difficult to tell. Azabralda watching the two of them go and just closes her eyes and says, Ritsen, is there anything else we need here or did we want to investigate the mother of the castle? Kiva, Lillison, Amity. Lillison shrugs um, and uh, follows the disappointed boys out at a safe distance. Esmeralda sighs, her shoulders slumping. Right, I guess we'll uh, discuss our next steps outside. She gives 
those remaining and nod and says, assuming there's nothing else here, I guess we'll regroup outside the temple. And she gives a final lingering nod, uh, lips pursed toward the piles of ash where the vampire spun once lay, watching Lillison go, and then following after her. Kiva would probably be one of the last ones out. Um, and yeah, she's just sort of like adjusting her hair to hide her face a little bit more. Um, she takes off some of the like spoils of uh, the day and puts them in her bag. Um, and uh, yeah, adjusts to being corpse broad Corpse Bride Mommy. Okay. Is there anything else anyone would like to do before making their way outside? No. No. In that case, each one, one after the other, steps outside, leaving the Amber Vault behind, passing by the vaults and piles of treasure, steps echoing in the dark, vastness of the temple chamber over the rubble of the great statue that once watched from the darkness of secrets and exiting the temple to the outside. As Aerith's kept pace with Matreon, he just looks over at him, his eyes just undefinably sad and says, I thought if I'd finally found somebody I could trust damn fool of me. She told me exactly what she was from the moment I met her. She's never lied to me. I've just been too much of a fool to stop believing. Remember how I said I think I was going to get out of here? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I still feel the same way. You've got company now. Metron goes that, back towards where I assume the stone dome is still up, right? The yes, thing that has been made. Exit the front facade of the temple and once more onto the snowy plain of Mount Gagas. Trudging through the snow, each one of you, the frozen ground cracking and crunching beneath your boots. One by one, you return to the stone shelter, the wind whistling, the snow flurrying through the air just outside. And eventually, I presume, unless anyone wants to do anything in the meantime, each one of you enters the stone shelter. Yeah, I'd say Metreon probably got in there first, and as, uh, as he does, he just passes by and shoots a firebolt into the fire pit and uh, goes to the very opposite side of the, of the stone dome, just sits there looking at the fire. Aerith, without a word, steps past him and starts delicately putting tinder and putting wood into it, sitting on the other corner of the room. Lillison does not go in. 
um, she is going to sit down outside the dome and just let the, the drifting snow slowly cover her. Kiva, um, now sort of realizing the depth of the reaction that she's gotten, will stay away from the others. Um, inside the dome, obviously, because she still feels cold. Um, but she does look very sadly over at Metreon. And that's it. One by one, the rest of your companions trudge inside and take up their positions in or around the fire. And there's silence for a moment, a minute, a dozen. Who's the first to break it? It's not going to be Metreon. <laughs> not going to be Earth today. Yeah, um... I mean, I'm outside, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything Silence from Amity? continues forever. Amity, please save us. Amity just talks to Muppet. Oh, Muppet can save us. Yeah. Earth will break So, yeah. so no, Kiva, what'd you find in that coffin? <laughs> you know what? Sure. So, Kiva, um, what'd you find in that coffin? Kiva sort of, like, raises an eyebrow <laughs> at Amity, like, do you not see me right now? <laughs> oh, I see. So you look like a, uh, an undead right now, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, very much, uh, very hmm. much corpse bridey. Yeah. Like, the side of her face that had the gold scars still has the gold scars, but that's where, like, the hole in her cheek is because like that was the side of her skin that was already weak. I'm imagining a whole design for her right now. It's going to be sick as fuck. I'm excited. Um, but she Do you feel like oh, go ahead. Uh, fine. There was a moment I wasn't sure. There was this darkness like a black shroud and it was threatening to fill me up from the inside. But then I thought of my daughter, and I thought of my mother, and and I thought of all of you, and why why I'm here, and and what I'm doing, and what I have the chance to get back if we win. And it it was me. It was me again, and. And the Sun Sword and I are still connected. And I think it shares. It understands. Which means more to me than you could possibly know after realizing the cost. But I would do anything for Ava. And if I have the chance to give her a life, I. I would do anything, even if it means looking like this. Anything. 
I was hoping that maybe some of you would learn a lesson from my own mistakes. But I guess not. I... I can't expect you to understand, any of you to understand what I did or why I did it, but... I do. I am still me. And, and I'm I'm still going to help. And she just sort of, like, looks like she's just going to start breaking down. I can't like, blame you. I'm angry. And I... A thousand other things. But if the people I'd lost were still within reach in the way your daughter is... And I can't say I wouldn't have done the same. I hope you're happy. I hope the two of you get to be have a life. I hope the cost is not more than you can bear. If we get out of here, when we get out of here, and I go back to her, I'll take her home my home, my proper home, and I have faith that someone will know what to do. It'll be worth it, like I said. I... I, I have a chance, a real chance, to take care of her, to do right by her. To undo the mistakes of my past, and to make sure that nothing hurts her again. I would take it again. And again, if I had to. Earth nods, his eyes unhappy, but understanding. Then may your life together be full of spring. It will be. Fabian coughs. Right then. So, I can't pretend to know everything that's been going on here, and I wouldn't suppose to offer my own thoughts on the matter. But the stay is still young yet, and Zarevich can do be can be doing anything at the bottom of this mountain, back in the castle, while we're up here. Are we staying another night, waiting for the sun to set? No, Are we not to one the more instant in this infernal place. We load the cart with the most valuable, most valuable, least weightly treasure we can find, and we leave. He nods. Right then. If you like, I ain't so good with hauling stuff back and forth, but if one of you would deign to accompany me, I wouldn't mind the... Uh, Nipping off to take another look at that model of the castle. But, you know, if I find anything interesting. I'll be there in a minute. I'll follow you. He nods. Alright then. He spreads his hands. Take however long you need. 
but whenever you are ready. Ren, how long are you going to stay here before heading back inside? And who is going back inside? Oh, um, if we're going to be sitting here for an hour, uh, somebody should identify that wand. Aerith probably can only stand the silence for about 20 minutes before he stands up and puzzles after Davian. If anyone would like to stay behind and inspect the wand while the others pack the wagon and look at the castle, uh, Lilith said, if you'd like to do that, you can. Or you can go with the like others, it's that. up to you. All right, so while Lilith inspects it, Davian and Erythrindir head inside to the castle model. Is everyone else packing up the wagon? Uh, no, Metron is staying exactly where he's been, not saying anything. Staring at the fire. All right, are there any PCs who are interested in leaving the uh, wagon loading? Kiva can help um, Ez, and, you know, um, maybe not... <laughs> uh, I don't know, she's just going to, like, feel the vibe of, like, what does Ez think? Is Ez looking away in horror? Did she lose two of her friends in one fell swoop? <laughs> As you move closer toward her, you see Esmeralda beginning to arrange the wagon, and she murmurs a word. You hear the sound, Dravesh, and the two draft horses magically appear within the harness and the reins. And she just sighs, not, not looking toward you, but just staring straight ahead, and says quietly, I understand. Without condemning or condoning, I understand. Well, uh, that means a lot. And uh, I understand if, you know, this sort of changes any, uh, you know, but anyway. Well, let's, uh, let's worry about uh, getting a vampire first, eh? And she flashes you a small, strange smile. Kiva looks bewildered for a moment and then gives her a, a very respectful nod back. But there, you know, there's a little bit of just admiration, I think, there. Um, and, uh, yeah, she'll help her reload the, the wagon. Okay, so I believe we've got a list of things. Uh, who wants to put things just for the sake of going quickly? Uh, who's putting... Who's putting what things in their pockets and packs versus putting things in the in the cart? Because obviously you can only carry a limited number of things and only a limited number of things can go in the wagon. Although as we'll pull it up to the outside of the temple. Treasure distribution. Um, was there like a like a, a there was like urns or not urns, like um like vases that were made of copper, right? Or jugs made of copper? Uh so yes, there were um a number of, let me see if I can find this. There 12 were 15 copper iron pots. Uh, yeah, 12 copper chalices. Uh, there, If you're looking for things to put things in, there were also 15 iron pots. There was okay. a trunk, uh, which previously had the dresses and gowns in it. Uh, so if you're looking for things to put other things into, you can certainly find it. Kiva's probably going to take one of the iron pots and just put her 6,000 silver pieces in there 
because she doesn't need to carry them around. Um, and that way she doesn't have uh, it on her like personal carry, but she knows that she has access to that money if she needs it. Sure, so that's going in the wagon, I presume? Yeah, in the iron pot. Okay. Uh, who else is taking what? Uh, I presume the life-size wooden pony and the gilded chariot are not being taken. Sadly. Wait, Lilith's not taking the chariot? I presume I'm... that you would probably fill up the iron pots with as much uh, high-denomination currency as you can? Yeah. As far as non-coin things, Deer will take the Obsidian Scepter, a few of the tomes, the uh, Holy Symbol of Corellian from the Pile of Holy Symbols, okay. and what else? He'd probably just fill the remainder of his pockets with silver. Okay. Uh, so those are the all things that you're putting in your satchel? Mm-hmm. Okay, so there are iron pots. I'm just going to put this down with uh, six and a half thousand EP, uh, 21,000 SP, and 500 GP. That works. Okay. I and mean, we're not taking uh, the fake gold. We're not that sure. Dumb. No, I didn't think so. Uh, but I'm there are 500 the gold pieces uh, that I neglected to mention. Aerithrandir has deeded the Electrum Demetrion. That's up to him. He's not touching it's, it. It's 3.3 thousand gold pieces worth. It's up to Metrion. Is no, Metrion, Metrion is taking... No, he's not taking anything. Oh, okay. Then what he's already taken. Gotcha. Uh, Amity, Lillison, any requests? Any requests from Aerithrandir? Anything else that any of you would like to take with you? A few copies of the book. Um, otherwise, just yeah. whatever's most valuable. All right, just note that down on your page. And Aerithrandir took the scepter, right? Uh, yes. And Kiva took the crown? Yes, Kiva and has Metrion the crown. Has the skull. Yeah. And she also has a holy symbol of Saloon, but that's in her backpack. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you can take that as well. Uh, I would say beyond that, probably the most bang for your buck if you wanted to take it. Um, there's not really anything that's hugely valuable. You could probably take the... Um, uh, you find about 30 uh, gemstones worth around 50 gold pieces each. So if you want, you could put those in another iron pot and put those in the wagon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Prior toys, gems, jewelry, and high-value currency. And mm -hmm. fill the wagon with as much as that as we can reasonably okay. acquire. I would say with you putting all the pots together, you're able to fill them with the gold and silver and uh, uh, electrum and gems. Getting you know, kind of nestling them in there tight. Esmeralda's like, watch it! Don't, don't, don't tip over the uh, the alchemist's firebox. Um, kind of pushes that aside to make sure that there's room for everything else. And you're able to load up the wagon sufficiently. And while that's happening, Erthrandir, you and Davian head down the west wing of the upper floor of the temple, past the place where you left the ice staff on the floor and beyond the disintegrated remains of the flame skulls. Yeah. And once they get to Ravenloft, is the model like open-faced on its own or are we going to have to hack it open to be able to look at the interior? So as far as you can tell, there does not seem to be any way to access an interior. Like you look in and the windows are just kind of carvings of windows. There doesn't seem to be an actual hollow interior. It seems so to just be the, a outer model. 
So the interior of the castle is not modeled at all. Correct, but you can notice a number of things on the exterior if you'd like that you can go through yep. quickly and see. Yep, Earth will take the page that Amity gave him with the fairy tale and start putting together an architectural sketch of Ravenloft from a few angles. Okay, and then we'll... I'm guessing you're going to take as long as you need. Uh, so yep. Quote, unquote, take 20 on this. Yeah. Okay, let me see what you find. And okay. I don't need the specifics here, just to know that I have it. Mm -hmm, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you have it down there. You can find information about the walls, the quadrants of the grounds. You can see the overlook looking over the mountain, the drawbridge and portcullis. There's a wide open roof tower with a descending staircase and a bridge leading into the tallest tower. You take down note of all the entryways, front, rear, portcullises in the grounds. Um, and you notice one interesting thing, uh, kind of expecting it closely, a strange stone construction protruding from the cliff face below the overlook with the windows looking out from it. Interesting. Aerith will mark that down with a careful splotch of red and then keep notating. And I'd say after the course of an hour or so, your compatriots finish packing their gold, you finish your sketch, and Lilith and you finish identifying the item. I'm going to put it in the magic items section of the uh, items directory for you now. Excellent. Let me know if you'd like me to add it to your inventory. It is the Wand of Secrets. I would like that in my inventory. Okay. I'll add that in. And one by one, each of you comes retreating outside, filling the wagon with pots of gold, filling your pockets as much as you can carry, Arthur, Deer, and Davian, exiting to join the rest of you. Esmeralda closes the door on the wagon, puts her hands in her pockets, and gives a nod. All right, then. I think we're good to go. Right. So, down to the tower, spend the night, head to Velaki, pick up provisions, try and kill a vampire. Three days. Maybe two. Enjoy him, folks. Metron, who didn't go uh, fetch treasure or go to the mock-up of Castle Ravenloft. Uh, when you get back, you'd see that he's still by the fire, but this time he has uh, a jar of ashes in his hand. Uh, you all would know who that is. Um, and he's just kind of like turning it with his fingers, kind of letting the flame and the firelight reflect off the surface. And then when you all finish getting everything together, he steps it back into his pocket and rejoins you all silently. At some point before they leave, possibly while he's alone by the fire, Aerith comes back a little early, sent by his side, and says, There's something you should know. What's that? The gift Littleson took. I'm not sure precisely, but I think it was the one to become something like Strahd is. A vampire. Metreon looks up from the fire for the first time during this whole uh, this whole rest and looks at Erythrodir with his brow furrowed and there's at first a little bit of disbelief when he starts to look up in the direction where he hears Lilithin and Kiva and everybody else outside and then looks back down at the fire and doesn't say anything. 
she's not one yet. I checked something about it not happening yet. I don't know what that means. But I wanted to make sure that you knew that I'm not alone in this, just in case. Yeah, well, if we gotta kill two vampires, we gotta kill two vampires. Guess we do. Thank you. And that's all. Okay. With that, Esmeralda pulls herself up to the driver's seat of the wagon, pulls the reins in her hands and looks around. All right, then. Are you ready to go? Metron shrugs his shoulders. Yep. She gives a small sigh and a nod and then snaps the reins. Let's go. And that's as the wagon begins rolling down the mountain path, retreating from the facade of the Amber Temple that slowly falls away into the whirling snow and frost behind you. As your group trudges through the snow, down back once more towards Solenka Pass and the shadow of Castle Ravenloft lurking in the distance. That's where we'll end I just today. I would just like to do one thing though as we're walking right. uh, Metreon would be trailing behind but uh, as we're walking he takes one last look at the Ember Temple and goes through a sack and reaches for the jewelry that he had and just chucks it back towards the, the, the front the front doors the frontis piece and keeps walking it twinkles faintly the white gray light reflecting off of the many faceted gems and silver and gold bands and then there's a rush a gale of sudden snow that sweeps over it and the twinkling light vanishes beneath the snow and ice and that's where we'll cut it for this time and now we get level 9 right? you do welcome to level 9 kids yay congratulations on your first level in your prestige class Lelison. vampires quite something (laughs) does mean you take like a 10 level penalty but i think the benefits are oh my worth god it. is this 3.5 now can i don't it, know dragon is it mm-hmm. like well uh serene i'm gonna need your help because i guess we're running expedition to castle ravenloft now yay oh <laughs> uh, well well that was fun i gotta say i did not expect some of the stuff that happened that in there i also Neither didn't expect did to I. come across six nice dresses yeah, I didn't either. I mean, yeah, six nice dresses. That was so yeah. cool. We nice needed that. Surprise. Nice little win before yeah. the crushing depression returned. Now we're going to be able to like actually look nice when we go accept this invitation to have dinner with Strahd, which is absolutely just going to be like a nice normal dinner. With, yeah, of course. You know, polite yeah, conversation and music. 100%. He's going to have like biscuits, you know, steak, mashed potatoes. It's going to be great. Escher's going to recite some poetry. I love that. Oh, absolutely. I will say Kiva's going to mod her dress to reveal her corpse bride style exposed ribs and her like rotting leg. So I'll send you guys the corpse bride images for like reference. That's pretty aesthetic. I love it. Beautiful. Is she going to have like the the midriff bared and like this slit up the side? Oh, hell yeah, honey. You know that. You know that. Nice. Perfect. Beautiful. Well, thank you to everyone for joining us today. As always, we will see you all back in the mists next week. Until then, beware the gifts of Amber Shadows and take care.